Oh my god. Come on. Joel is really, really crazy about that young lady. You know, he's also a little bit uh, on the edge when it comes to her, you know what I mean? Bobby was just a normal teenager. Is he okay? Ask him if he wants a pop tart. Until he bumped into Lainey and the Edingers. This wasn't supposed to happen. Oh my God. I'm him. Now, Bobby has three days to find himself. That's rude, mister. To pass high school. I was that SAT man Saturday afternoon test. And steal his best friend's girl. Well, maybe you're not her type. I'm every girl's type. Or his future is history. No! Thank you for a frightening, confusing, strange, and dangerous time. What more could a girl ask for? Jason Robards, Corey Feldman, Piper Laurie, Meredith Salinger, Harry Dean Stanton, Corey Haim. You're expecting maybe Freddy Krueger. Dream a little dream. Welcome back, everybody. To Jump versus the world presents bad meaning bad or bad meaning good. Uh, yeah, we are back this month. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, hope y'all are having a good year so far. But we are here to talk about a movie that, uh, let's just say it's a movie that a lot of people have heard about and a lot of people haven't. And we're going back to the two Corys back in June, I want to say 2021. Uh, bad beating bad was started with the two Corys, and I got the same crew, Jay and Chanel, back to talk about this month's movie, Dream a Little Dream. Uh, but before we start talking about the movie, let me bring in Jay and Chanel. How y'all doing? Hey, hey, yeah, hey, I'm doing good. Yeah, uh, before we start this, uh, any initial thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell you got us watching this? You know why? Because I can be honest. So during a little time down, I was just I was just listening to old podcasts. I said, let me go back and listen to a blown away episode. And the joy and fun that we had with that movie, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we gotta run this back. And I remember I used to watch Dream a Little Dream. Uh, often and I used to rent it I don't know why I used to rent it Maybe it was because I was with my sister I don't know Maybe she used to rent it And then that's the reason why I watched it Who knows why I don't know But anyway I just always thought it was a good movie I never saw it as I got older But I wanted to go back and revisit it I revisited it and I watched it And it's, it's a lot of problematic things happening in this movie Oh boy <laughs> And I'm not sure who this movie's for 
because it's in a very adult-ish movie, but you have a lot of you got Corey Haim and Corey Feldman in the movie, so it's supposed to be like, yeah, you supposed to run with them. But like I like I was just joking. I say it's like, what did I say? It's like the little rascals cocoon. Yeah, it's like I'm not sure who you catering this movie to. But neither here nor there. Jay, what you think? I mean, it it had been a long time since I saw. I think I only seen this movie once when I was a kid. And I vaguely remember because I remember when you first brought it up, you know, said, hey, we're going to do this. And I was like, I, I think the first thing I said was, yeah, the only thing I remember was Jason Robards being furious <laughs> kids. That's the only thing I remember. And yeah, I mean, I I get, I get it uh, with the two chords. I mean, this is what, 88? 89, so I, I believe. 88, 89. Okay. Um, I get it. I get why, you know, but like you, like you said, it, it you don't know who this movie was geared to because you got the two Corys, but then you have like and, and and no disrespect to the two Corys, but Jason Robards, Piper Lord. You know, these are these are actors and actresses that you know they carry weight, or at least they did at one point in time in Hollywood. And it's like, what the hell are they doing here? Uh <laughs> They got bills, <laughs> so this was like, yeah. all right, I'll be in this shit, whatever. Yeah, hey, I got a, I got a house. I'm trying to buy. Yeah, this, this check and take care of that and everything. But yeah, this movie is all over the place. It's all over the place. Chanel, um, this movie never got off the ground. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just a lot going on here. I think, I think anybody. Okay, I saw a review mm-hmm. of this movie that said that this is one of their favorite movies ever. Oh, God. I've seen it 200 mm. times. Bought it on Blu-ray. Like, mm. are in love with it. And this is apparently a cult classic. Mm. And I simply think um, anybody anybody in that generation who thinks of this movie fondly and has seen it as an adult and still feels that way should not be able to run for office. <laughs> like put it like that like this is not it's like what were y'all on back then like what is this oh who made this movie can I give the movie credit One, just want to give a little bit of credit the charm or the charm of the movie is Corey Heyman Corey Feldman right that's realistically what it is I mean it, it, is it really Corey Haim because I feel like he's just here he plays the buddy that's on this film that we're doing, so it's more of a thing like he, yeah, he kind of like just bring up the rear, yeah. Which which is funny because I mean when we did Blown Away, he was in the in the forefront, and Feldman was the buddy. Well, so, so apparently, um, Haim had starred in a few movies before this, mm-hmm. so this was like Feldman's chance. Yeah. And um, people are really, like, thinking about it having some significance, talking about, like, teenage actors growing up too soon and aging and all that. Um, But the problem is that the first 30 minutes is nonsense. It's like they're trying to set (laughs) the movie up, but it didn't help. (laughs) It actually turned me way off. I was just like, this is not, I'm not interested in where this goes. I don't want another twist. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not engaged. And so um, 
yeah, I, I did not like, I mean, I'm already come out the gate saying this is not for me. And that's fair because, you know, it happens and I wish I would have watched, I should have, you know what, I, I really should have watched the movie first, but I didn't. I just figured, oh, young me enjoyed this movie. But I was like, what, too young and like my sister, I guess maybe she had a thing with Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. So I thought it was a cool movie because she was watching it at the time. Whatever. Um, and, and the oh my god, the opening or the co-opening of the movie. How many co-openings did they have? About three is what I'm saying. <laughs> they started out with a conversation in the room. Oh, I'm in love. Blah blah blah. And he they live filthy Cheetos on the ground, dirty drawers beside him. Pepsi on. I'm like, yo, he live filthy. Neither here nor there. And then they open up with the old man singing. I'm like, why is this opening taking so long to start this movie? They didn't know how to open them. It, it, look, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this now, and I'm gonna stand by it the entire recording that this was two movies <laughs> that they sliced into <laughs> one. Um, no, I also saw that the original runtime for this movie was more than three hours. What? See, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait. The original runtime for this movie was more than three hours. Yeah, so that's that sounds like cocaine to me. Oh well, you know the cocaine was <laughs> cocaine was then, go, Corey and Corey had it, so you know. And they and work. Somebody said, "You know what? This is not gonna work. And Cut this shit up." Yeah, ridiculously. And, yep, that's my and, theory. And you can tell it too because, like, like Chanel said, their first, like, their first half is it is choppy as hell with with their editing. Well, like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say the opening was just insane because the opening just takes you out the movie because it's like, ah, this, I thought it already started. Oh, it's just starting now. Oh, we in his dream? That's what that was supposed to be? Him singing in front of kids? I guess. Whatever. Because, you know, I never realized that part. That that's what it was. It was supposed to be hit the old man's dream that he was performing for people. I was like, ah, if you say so. You know what's even crazy about this? Short, him doing that performance makes me think about the the uh, opening to uh, Two and a Half Men. All right, so I'm going to read the synopsis, and y'all tell me what you think. <clears throat> The elderly Coleman and the young and brash Bobby learn what life is like from each other's point of view. When their bodies are unwittingly switched by way of transitional meditation, whatever. But they're not alone on this strange journey. Coleman's wife, Gina, is renewed in the body of Lane. I guess that was her name. The girlfriend of Bobby's best friend. Can they switch back? Ah, Guess that was the movie. I guess. That's all I got to say. I think that was the movie. I mean, yeah, it was the movie, but it was kind of like a lot of stuff drug. They dragged out a lot of scenes, and I was just like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Okay, so I, I, I got a question. So if they switched, if they switched bodies, where the hell did um? Thank you. Where the hell did they go? Thank you. Where was Coleman's body if they switched? While he was being Bobby, where was Coleman's body at? Was he just, was he asleep? 
<laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I never know. I you, think Jason Robot said, you know what, y'all just going to have me for a little bit of time, and yeah, and that's it. Well, it definitely was some, uh, yeah, cut me out. But if Chanel's saying it was a three-plus hour movie, he he had a lot of more fucking scenes. He yeah. had to, because... Yeah, how, how how do you switch bodies with somebody, but your body is nowhere to be found, and nobody knows that you miss it? Like, uh, definitely, um, Corey uh, Feldman was he was riding high on his Michael Jackson phase because they have an actual scene, actual scene in the movie that I'm almost sure he fought or you know fought for or whatever where. He's just, you know, cosplaying Michael Jackson. And I was just like, this is where it started. No, that that scene after when when the whole thing about, you know, after he had the dream with Bobby, Coleman and Bobby had a dream. And and he comes out the house and they do that, you know, pan up from the feet and he's standing there. I'm like, what the hell is this like like this fit is clearly something out of michael jackson's closet at that time it probably was really his clothes too it really probably came out of his closet <laughs> he probably went hey mike can i borrow this because you remember he was he was hanging around mike around that time so exactly exactly so he probably did try like mike i'm doing this movie yeah 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 let me let me borrow it all right yeah sure go ahead Chloe. it's like why Mm-mm. I mean, you can't. The one thing about this movie, can you guys hear me? Or is yeah, it, okay. Yep. Is it better now, or was it better before? Uh, it was better when you first started talking. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I heard you better. Yeah, you, okay, well, you do kind of sound far away. So. <laughs> okay. Can you hear this? Did you hear anything just now? No. Okay, my mic's not working. Um. So I was just going to say that it is like a sign of the times because Michael, like when he, as long as he was alive, he was a huge icon. So that would make sense. And if the generation, like, and he had a personal relationship, if the generation yeah. after that watched this, it would be so confusing. But like, that's one of the more like, yeah, that makes sense. Like things, if you have any outside knowledge of Corey Feldman. Um, and then also like, it's just, I feel like I could see where the movie wanted to go. And I think that they, this movie should have done the thing they tell writers to do today, which is start with the inciting incident. Like, they should have just figured out a way to start there and we figure it out together because they tried to set the characters up in the beginning in a way that didn't actually help because the, the wife's resistance to, like, Maybe the 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 old guys. I know. I know. You know that his motivation was set up, but the wife's resistance to it didn't really change the fact that he was sad. That he like he would fight for her. Like I didn't need that beginning part. I didn't need. I I didn't need uh, the like. I guess the cutting through the grass part is the only thing that kind of made it make sense. And then the other part, I think, is like trying to get to the logical pole is um. Him saying, he said, uh, I want to know where like dreams meet reality. 
So maybe the reality is that their bodies are in the dream. Like that's as close as I can get to making sense of it. I think it was a it. It was too much. It, yeah, it was just too much. It was too much in the script. They, like they wanted to explain it, and like I was telling Jay before we started recording, in around that time you had numerous movies, and even past this time, you know, you had movies like this. You had your vice versa. Like Father Like Son, Freaky Friday. Uh, I guess you could say Big was kind of like this, but a little bit different. Where it was simple. He like wanted to explain it, and I'm just like, bro, y'all doing that to explain it, but when you in these dreams, where the fuck is Coleman's body? Where is your old ass at? We know where Bobby, the character of uh, Corey Feldman's at, because you know, you're in him, but where is the old man at? It just never got explained. And it was just like really weird. And it's the girlfriend, or she's not a girl, his wife. And, and, and maybe I'm right. I could be wrong with this, but she was like in between dreams, I guess in between the dream and real world. That's why um, the girlfriend, um, what's her name, Jay? Uh, talking about uh, Laney. Laney. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Laney was like in between. That's why she couldn't remember like what was going on. I don't know. It just the wife part kind of confused me because I was like, okay, they bumped into each other. How did they switch bodies? <laughs> they didn't hit the old people. It was, at, it was at the exact moment that they were that the ceremony was about to commence with the old people. Like they, it was the exact moment. That's what they, that. How it works. Ah, so they Avengers. Okay, I got you. <laughs> it never got explained. Like, oh, he got powers. Or, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Um, we got to talk about the most unhinged man in, in teen movie history that I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's Joe. And Chanel, I know you didn't make it this far. But I really wish you would. Because Joe became unhinged. <sighs> Okay, let's see if I got it right. It's a group of, I guess, a gang of four people or whatever you want to call it that picks on Bobby and Joel and all of them. So they always kind of get in fights and stuff like that. So at the dance, Joel got tripped up by him running out the uh, school trying to follow Bobby. <sighs> and um, he was just angry. He was so angry. He was been drinking the whole night. He was angry. He go gets a, He gets a gun. And decides, oh, I'm going to kill him. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This movie took like a a, a wild turn that I wasn't ready for. And I'm like, he kicking, he kicking, um, uh, uh, damn, I can't even remember Corey, uh, Corey Haim movie, in the movie and the name, his Dieter. name in the movie, but uh, was it Dieter? Yeah. He kick him out the car, throw his cane. I'm like, wait a minute. I got a broke leg. You just kind of. Treating him like shit. And he's just insane. He's running around with this gun. And basically, Corey Feldman, Bobby got to come and talk him out of it. But he's still kind of like, well, maybe I should just shoot you right now. And the only reason he's like this is because he found out about Bobby and his girl. Well, not his girl no more. But so he wants to take it. He wants to take his anger out. Well, I guess the closest thing that was there. And I was just like, well, um, this didn't, I didn't expect this at all. And I'm sure... Oh, and let's not forget he he beats on his girlfriend. So this isn't the first time. Like I'm like, 
Why y'all hanging around this guy, Joe? He's. I think that um, this generation is the generation of this movie is number one most unhinged. Oh, absolutely. Running to like the fact that that feels like something, not that would happen, but like it just makes sense to me that they wrote that in basically. Um, and like bu- that bullies really escalate. Like on the flip side of it, something that the like the it remake, I feel like maybe it maybe the original. I'm trying to remember which one had that one had realistic bullies because they had bullies like with a knife. You know what I mean? And it's like apparently back in the day, like bullying was something else, you know. But this takes it to another level that feels unrealistic. Right. Because even the worst, the ultimate sin, the character of Bobby says, he beat me up, I beat him up. We're even. What are we doing right now? He actively says that in the movie. I'm like, yes. Why did we get to this level? What is going on? And I'm sure people say, oh, well, you know, he was drinking. You know, people who want to defend the movie. But I'm like, uh, okay, but that doesn't stop him from, okay, what was his point in smacking this girl around? So how did he, he had to go to the house to get the gun? Yes, he went to the house to get the gun and more liquor. That's what I'm saying. You sober up at some point. At some point, you're walking down the street. Okay, and now we have conspiracy. Like, now we have intentional homicide. You know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't for the moment. You took 20 minutes to mm-hmm. go get the weapon and come back. Uh, and then also, one more side note. Um, apparently, Haynes' leg was actually broken in real life, and they wrote that into the script. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really was because we are. Uh, the cane was so random. <laughs> like, because I was like, that's a, re- that was a really weird character choice if he's running around with a cane. But I was like, oh, okay. It's really broken. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I, I think, I think Joel, I think he wanted to already have, he already had idea like, y'all gonna murder some people. I just need an excuse type of thing because it, it, it didn't make sense. Like, how do we get here? How do you go to that far in the extreme? And, I'm, I'm gonna kill some people. And if why not go to Bobby and like, yo, I heard you hooking up with Laney. What's going on? That's all he had to say. Not, oh, I'm gonna go kill the bully because I'm mad. Yeah. And then you, but like I say, you push her, push her down at the school dance in front of everybody. Like, what are you doing? And oh my God, Laney's mother, Jesus. Oh my God, that woman. She did not like Bobby. And I understand it. it's a parent thing. You know, you just have these feels. But it was just more of a thing of, why do you like Joel? And they just said, oh, Joel just hit her at the dance. Oh, it's all your fault, Bobby. How? <laughs> right? <laughs> how, is, how is it Bobby's fault that, that Joel hit lady? Because even when, when uh old girl, you know, show up at the house and telling them, they look like they more disgusted that she done ran off with Bobby opposed to Joel hitting her. Like, yeah. Did y'all not hear what this girl just said? You're to blame this. I'm like, bro, do you want to be a parent? What's going on here? You know, them, them 80s. Um, them 80s mothers were different. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, my God. When she drugged her, <laughs> she got the boy. She put, I don't know what she put in the wine. She puts something in the wine. The boyfriend's like, what's that? And then she, he like, oh, go give it to her. And then he gives it to her. I'm like, y'all going to jail. But you, I don't know if y'all caught this yeah. or not. But there was a lot of, like, 
nods to Nightmare on Elm Street in this movie, and I didn't realize that. And that's one of the things, like in that, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nancy's mom, she she drugged her basically, and everything. Yeah. So it's like you had that. Even Corey Feldman even mentions Freddy Krueger when he's talking to Coleman in the dream. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I forgot all about that. It's like. It's like they was just like I guess they were just throwing whatever at the wall to see what's what was sticking. And that's the problem. They start need somebody need to stop throwing. They, Some, they also I mean, I don't think it's actually that coincidental that all the women were like terrible people. Because when you think about it, like the you know, Haynes or whatever his what's the Haynes character's name? Bob uh, Bobby. Bobby, yeah. No, I thought Bobby was Selman. Oh, I'm sorry, uh uh Dieter. She ran him right. up. She ran over his leg. Ran him over with it. Right. What? And then, you you know, uh, Bobby's mama is burning up the kitchen. She's ditzy. She don't know what's going on. Did you Lady's mama is, like, dangerous. It's just like, dang. dang the only good woman is the old lady? Like, come on, y'all. Yeah, they had a thing for um thirty plus uh white women who <laughs> moms, they really didn't like them. I was like, oh, my God. You painted them in a weird picture. Yeah, because she clearly had Laney when she was in high school. Um, Is Bobby's parents okay? Was his parents okay? Did they want him? Probably not. Because his dad would not actually talk to him until the third act. I'll tell him. I'm like, no, he's standing right in front of you. You could talk to him. You know, that toxic masculinity. (laughs) I can't talk directly to him. You talk to him. You talk to him. Oh, that was always a trope, too, where the father wouldn't talk. Tell your son. Tell your daughter. I'm like, all right, chill out. I sit back now and I just look at the 80s and I'm just like, yuck. I mean, at least he, he went like Robert De Niro in a boy's life where you just beating the shit out of Leonardo DiCaprio every two seconds. So, I mean, well, that is true, too. So, uh, All right, so... The, the f- Those are the two extremes. So like that, the daddy won't speak. The dad will beat. Like yeah, for the nineties. Yeah, but that's what it was. The um, the love that grew from uh, Laney and uh, Bobby is kind of wonky okay. in the sense. Okay. okay, I got a question about this. Okay, was that okay? Was that Bobby or was that Coleman? See. That's what I'm trying to understand because Bobby clearly said, I'm over this life. I'm just going to chill out here in this dream. You can have it. Yes. And then, oh, my God, the ended where he said, he ba- he basically told Coleman, ha, ha, I fooled you. Everything I told you was a lie. What? So this whole movie was a lie? No. <laughs> I guess maybe, look, maybe we got to watch the second one. No, we don't. <laughs> Absolutely not. After re- just read the synopsis, I was like, "Hell no!" Okay, wait. I'm sorry. That's the part I missed. So, what's the twist at the end? Oh, so at the end, he tell him, "Don't let Elaney fall asleep," or basically, you know, your wife's gone away. So, right, mm-hmm. she falls asleep because they you know they drug her up. So he's still trying to get in the house. He um first he tried to run through the house. The boyfriend won't let him in. So he climbed through the roof and break the window and tell her screaming, wake up, wake up. And then no. Paris, 
Oh. Yeah, the parents coming in. Actually, you know, that was some good acting. But um, the parents come in and they dragging him out and stuff because he got blood all over him and stuff like that. So when he in his dream, Bobby just goes, ha ha. I was just a little joking. I was just kidding around, being a little stinker. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't going to happen. You were always going to come back to your body, basically. Yeah. Yes. That's what I told you. I wish you would have fit it. Like, that's what happened at the end. Coleman should have shot Bobby. That's what should have happened. Like, he didn't say it in my way, but I'm telling you the simplest form of basically what happened. He laughed. He got, ha ha. Yeah, you know, that was you was all right. It was, yeah, everything was going to be all good anyway. Okay. I, I want to talk directly to the listener for a second. <laughs> When you're watching something, y'all, follow your intuition. Because something told me I did not need to think this movie. <laughs> do you understand that anger, Jeff, I would have felt if I got to the end of this movie and the whole twist was we were, we were just fucking around. <laughs> but, but I'm going to tell you something. 155 runtime. All right, now that was a problem. They definitely needed to get us to ninety minutes. <laughs> that was definitely a reference. Okay, okay, I'm so, I'm so glad. Oh my god, thank you. Okay, yeah. Well, listen, I'm I'm happier now that I did sit through that because I would have hit somebody. I'm going to tell you this: the problem I have with the ending. Yeah, I got a problem with that, but also is that when we were introduced to Bobby. We never thought Bobby was an asshole or prick, but once he got in that dream, he just turned into a little stinker, like fucking with that old man for no reason. I'm like, huh? This wasn't that character y'all just dropped us in on. I'm in love. I'm in love with Laney. That's all we knew. Maybe some of that character stuff got lost on the cutting cutting the floor. It feels like it. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it. it. Something definitely got lost. Because you know what? No, I'm just gonna say Bobby was like the damn dream demon. That's, that's <laughs> he was Freddy. <laughs> yes, he was. Listen, that fit he had on. Goodness yeah, I fit was filthy. Ugh. I'm just, I'm sitting here and I'm just trying to figure out okay. what is happening. In that Super Film review, um, what they said was that Bobby just got to the dream world and realized that was so much better than being a teenager. <laughs> Yes, like, that's basically what he said. Stay here, I'll just chill out. But why he decides to troll the old man like that? Is- Don't know why. Like seriously, because he wasn't painted as that type of teenager. Nope. All, yeah. Well, no, actually, I guess no. Actually, to go back, then he then they walk through the grass every day. Okay, but that was the man Yeah, I'm just saying. Like it obviously wasn't that bad. Like he was talking about like life or death with this man, but um. He wasn't like a saint. Oh, true. He wasn't a saint, but he wasn't like that. Like they try to like that. Oh, I'm going to fuck with you, old man. Because we wouldn't be cool with when the movie, because, oh, when the movie ends. Okay. So when the movie ends, Laney and uh, Bobby are walking to school and they about to make the cut. And he's like, you know what? Nah, we're going to walk around. And the old man like, nah, you can come through. Nah, I will walk around. And they both wink at each other. I'm like, nah, I'm we gonna fist fight. <laughs> we gonna fist fight. Yeah. It, it's there was too much, like I say, there's too much going on. 
And like I say, my biggest thing still is who was basically, you know, putting the moves on Laney. Was it Bobby or was it Coleman? Because if it was Coleman, that's even it's like, wait a minute. It's like wait you know who it was. Stop playing. Well, especially in that in that I don't know what the hell that was in the gymnasium where they had a little dance. And- I'm gonna tell you what it was. Basically, uh, Bobby wanted Coleman to do all his work for him. Once he hooked up with her, he's like, "Oh, okay, I can come back now." I'm about basically, <laughs> he had Coleman do the dirty work. Basically, he had Coleman do all the work. And he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to court her because she was already courted by that time. Man. Yeah, but you know what? Bobby wasn't no damn good. <laughs> he was he lazy. Somebody else do all the work. He, Coleman, <laughs> Coleman, Coleman got him a girl and Coleman took his SATs for him. Pretty much. He did. Because, you know, they even had that conversation. Like, look, I, I, look, I'm getting you through school. Like, <laughs> I, I'm getting you right. Or get your life on track. Pretty much. Yeah, the, the irony of this to me is like, he was, he was like, I got your life together in like three days, bro. Like, right. Why was you such a mess? Like, you, I studied once for a test and we're good. Like, you're, <laughs> you're going to graduate now or whatever. So it's just funny how um, they, make, they like oversimplify. Like, watching these movies growing up really messed up your idea of what school was like. Mm-hmm. Like, you just thought that like, Everything was a montage, basically, and that like you could always turn something around that quickly. You're like, just have a better life. It's just so silly, kind of. Um, obviously, it's comforting too, but it's just silly. Um, because this old man is like, yeah, like I'll do the chemistry homework, like whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not as angsty, and I do think there's something interesting there about doing like a freaky Friday type thing, but with this type of incentive, like not I want to get back to my body, and one person doesn't really want to, but like. I want to get back. I want to save someone else. And I have like the premise. Interesting. The yeah. Execution. Loathsome. Very bad. Very, very bad. But yeah, I just, um, I think that somebody could have done this in a very, like, this is a good Jordan Peele, you know, it would be terrifying. There's, I don't know, or it'd be race-based or whatever. Either way, it'd be good. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this updated. Um, and my vote on the Coleman versus Bobby thing is it's almost like Bobby is for Bobby's definitely like coercing Coleman. I really because Coleman don't have no eyes for nobody but but Gina. Mm -hmm. It's like Coleman has to do it, but he's being forced, and that part is kind of icky. Um, also, just side note, it just makes me think about in the scene before they have we talked about the fact that they just collided. No, we haven't. And so, <laughs> right before that, Lady's like with the with Joel, and it's just like he's just trying to have sex with her, ending up in the dark in the park. Oh, it okay. Oh boy, this is the most insane sex scene I've seen. She was sitting. Uh, they were both had. Their, she had her legs open. She was sitting kind of like on top of his lap. He was just rubbing her breast. And I guess, you know, by that, you know, he wanted it or whatever. So I was like, ew, nah, get it out of there, girl. Because we out in the open and everything. We're not even in the car. Usually, you know, 80s trope, we in the car. Um, but it was just out in the open. I, you know, she made, he definitely made her feel uncomfortable. So she was like, no, chill out. He's like, oh, 
basically, you being a tease, I want you basically give it up. And she was like, nah, knock it out. He was too much. Joe was just unhinged. And they tried to play him like, they tried to play two sides of him where he would do something like that, but in two scenes later, I'm defending the honor of my friends. You're not going to bully them. Whatever. Joel is trash. Yeah, it was gross. It was nasty. It was like, um, it was like a typical scene from that time. And she smacks him and runs off. But again, they were just standing up. Like, it was, it was just awkward. And then um, she's running. And this don't even make She gets on her bike. And this doesn't even make sense. Because it's like, was she going back towards the school? And then Bobby's running in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. And they run into each other. Oh, wow. We met at the right time as this whole little seance was going on. <laughs> like, what? I am in, in my life. I've never heard of a, a, a pedestrian <laughs> bike and on collision. <laughs> and then they, but, but not just that, they pass out. Yeah, they were passed out, and I'm not sure for how long. And I'm just like, the movie would have played better if the old woman and Lanny would have switched too. But they didn't do that. For whatever fucking reason, it didn't happen. It would have played a better movie. And they even tried to tease it when, when Coleman asked Bobby when he's in school. He's like, he's like Gina? Gina? Who the hell is Gina? <laughs> yeah, right. His girl like, nah, I, nah baby, it's me. <laughs> Well, maybe Piper Laurie is like, you know what? <laughs> Y'all only got me for a little time, too. Probably. Oh, and not most insane thing, Joe. Apologize to my girlfriend. Hey, all right, brother. You can relax, though. You don't have to chill coming to me with all this force. I thought we were friends. What the fuck going on? Yeah, friends. Yeah, friends until you turn your back and they know you got a 45 40 that you. Man, look. <laughs> That was some nasty behavior. You know, I'm not going to say this is a white thing, but I'm going to say it's a white thing because I ain't never seen no shit like that before. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you good. You good, good, Chanel, go ahead. Yeah, I just, um, I think if they remade this, Mm. it would happen like you just said where everybody would swap and then they would swap back. But, um, Gina would want to stay with Bobby in real life. They'd <laughs> leave, leave Coleman behind and they would have a May September like they would get together and then Coleman would just be sad and like go on to like you know, I don't know, be a writer or something and Lenny would end up with Joel. You know the horror movie of this the horror movie version of this is Coleman would have stayed, got trapped in his body forever and he would just been he was just been fucking Lena. Think that's a horror in, no. in, 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 in puberty, that is a horrible thought. Yep, that is a horror movie. Like, no, why would I want to do this again? No, high school, no, 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 no. especially when you out of your t- like you in the 80s and you probably went to school in what the co- yeah, yeah, you probably went to school when you know, you know, what you know what I'm talking about when it was segregated, so <laughs> yeah, you know how he got down. <laughs> Wait a minute! I go to school with these these dark. <laughs> what are you doing here? Don't drink out that water fountain. Yeah, Coleman was running wild. <laughs> he was running wild. Oh my god! Okay. Um. 
it was it was something else. I'm trying to because like I say, this movie it ju- one thing about this movie, and I, I think I said it before though, but the movie is choppy and it takes a while before it actually you know starts to make sense because I didn't understand the whole constant cutting between what was going on with Bobby and Dinger and Coleman and Ike. And it's like, are, are they trying to say like, okay, that's that's Bobby and, and Dinger in the future? Like when they get old, they're going to be like Coleman and and Ike? Yes. Basically with that whole type of friendship? Yes. They just try to just, I think they're just trying to show you the the – how young, how when you have when you have friends when you're young, and how you friends and you're old. You know your older friends, you kind of appreciate more. You really kind of like, because uh, even Ike was like, listen to him, like, bro, what you talking about? You tripping? But then eventually he was like, oh shit, this shit real. And then turning the other page, you can't tell, uh, you can't tell uh, Dieter no shit like that. Dieter gonna be like, huh, what, whatever, man, you high. Yeah, he was. I don't know what. Like I say, Dingo was just on some. He was on. I don't know what the hell he was. On, like especially doing that football game. If he, oh, like, you he you play. know absolutely what he was on is is the big H. I, yeah. Cocaine was running high, and they said that's when he was on his uh, hair and too. So, oh, unfortunately, he was chasing it with that, huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just I'm like, what the hell? And then he dancing with the cane, and it's like, what is he what is happening <laughs> right now? Like, what is he doing? Dinger was Dinger was getting he was feeling the feeling the vibes. Yeah, yeah, until he tripped the old boy, and they was like, "Oh no!" Right? You know, but no, that ass whooping was called for because you tripped me up. I won't even fucking with you. Yeah, like oh, he, you know, he, uh, Bobby was running the uh, the slant. Mm-hmm. Digger said, "Nope, not today. <laughs> you ain't intercepting this." And another thing, um, I do appreciate the movie for having. I keep calling him Dieter Dinger and Bobby being friends with Joel because. Looking at those three guys, they're not friends. They did mix it up. I give them that. Yeah, it's they, just they in, a, in another movie. Like, it's just it's just Dinger and yeah. Bobby, and that's it. And maybe even in another movie, even Bobby and Dinger are not friends. If you think about it, perhaps, perhaps one of them be you know outside or whatever. But I know Joe was Joe would be the rich white guy that you know don't hang around any of them. Those guys would be beneath him. Joel had that damn James Spader type vibe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some kind of wonderful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, pretty in pink. Mm-hmm. James Spader all day. Just minus the gun. Yes. If you know what we talk about, 80s James Spader was ugh, like yeah, yeah. he was the white guy that just rich and looking down on people and all that shit. Oh, my God. But the one thing about the film, the one thing about this movie, I will say that I wonder sometimes if the drug drug issue may have affected the movie in a sense of, you know, just having Corey Heyman, Corey Feldman around or wanting to do a scene or I mean, I'm not going to blame it on them, but I just wonder sometimes if if that played a role. I'm sure that did play a role, but how much of a role did it play? We'll never know. But this movie is choppy as hell. And I just want to know if I told you dream a little dream Chanel, if I told you dream a little dream, who's this shit marketed for? Because this movie has to be marketed to somebody. Oh man. I think that 
I would need a time machine to answer. <laughs> I think this movie is so made in 1995 that it's like we can't conceptualize it. It's literally not. Think about it. It's 30 years later. We can't process the cultural, the culture back then, and the fact that people went to see that in the theater, and the fact that people bought that on VHS. Like I don't think we can conceptualize it. That we we can't. That how big Haim and Thelman were to the point where they could carry it. Because you know, like. You know, George Clooney's been in some bad movies. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like everyone's get right. Yeah. But, but it's like it all. They weren't. They're so recent, and he's still doing good stuff now. That like it just doesn't feel the same. But like in forty years, if another generation went back and looked at something that flopped, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, who are you?" You know. So I just feel like there's a lot of context because at the time, I'm sure every teenage boy who wanted to look like them. So, you know, we'll give white and assimilating kids that. And then also maybe dad. Um, I don't think grandparents were into it. Um, let's see. I don't, I don't see this for women, though. And no, this is... Marriage. This... Sci-fi marriage. Yep. This, this, cause this apparently is classified as fantasy. So... <laughs> Uh, Willow is a fantasy. I don't know what the fuck this was. Okay. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> I'm just okay. Like I said, I was so little, but I can remember. I remember Corey Hain, Corey Feldman being on magazines, so I kind of knew they were a big thing. Tiger beat all that crazy shit. So the span of them being big, I'm just looking at it like, okay, well, you want to get the teenage white girls. Or black girls in the movie theater. That's the one thing. Not a white girl, not a black girl, not a woman, not a teenager. If I was in the movie theater, I'm like, oh boy, I'm about to see Corey Hain, Corey Feldman, and the movie start. The fuck is this? Yeah, I, I'm an hour in. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm a teenager. This is like some cocoon shit. What are we doing right now? I don't know. What you think, Jay? No, no. Imagine you like probably in your forties or something at this time, and you happen to catch a glimpse of it, and you see Piper Laurie and, and Jason Robards. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I might, I might check. I want to check this out. And they still like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, what is, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like, where they at? Like, I, I came here for them. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's, it's gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, it's one of them things. Like, okay, yeah, the the you know teen teen girls. It, it didn't matter what the movie was; they just seeing the two Corys because like you had to kind of had to be there to experience it to under like fully understand the whole hype behind them. Like talking about it now and and everything, it's like yeah, okay, I guess. But in that time when they was like. They couldn't even walk down the damn street without getting mauled by, you know, teen girls just all over them and everything. You had to be there for that. Yeah, oh, most but, definitely. Most definitely. If, if you weren't there and if you feel like you want to find out something, just go to YouTube. Yeah. Right. Don't look up nothing like super current. Go back to the 80s and you can see videos of how big they were and how people used to respond to them, too. Yeah. And like I say, so it, it kind of, in their regard, it didn't matter. It was just, okay, the two Corys on a marquee. Yeah. The teens gonna come flock to it. It don't matter. But when you have like established actors in the movie and everything, and 
Yeah, it's like who? Like okay, uh, are you? I I just wonder. Like, did somebody like I say of middle age say, "Yeah, I'm gonna go check out this new movie with these." these actors in it and then they go and see it and then they probably like walk that like halfway through like man I want my money back <laughs> I want to see this shit like like what, what is this and so yeah it's one of the things like who was this movie really marketed to and for do we do we have any MVPs in this movie <sighs> um I don't know that's <laughs> That's that's a crazy because everybody's kind of. Uh, you know what? I am going to give my MVP award to Corey Hayne because, okay. as the friend, he pretty much played the role. Like, okay, I'm the best friend. All right, I got it. Yeah, he he had the easiest job. Pretty much. Think about it. I just get to sh- I just get to show up and just just all right. What y'all need me to do today? Okay, this is what I do. And Chanel, you have an MVP? Wait, sorry, say the question again. Do you have an MVP? Oh, yeah, because I was completely about to talk about something <laughs> else. Um, I, my MVP is uh, the parent, the, the, is Bobby's parent. Oh, God. Um, for just being oblivious. But you got that right. Boy, they got a kid and they just like, whatever. Because I truly, like, if my child came who, okay, hold on, real quick. If my child who, like, ripped his own shirt and jeans to go out every day and put, like, the whole thing of gel on his hair, came down the next day in a ponytail and a blazer and a tie to go to high school, I'd be up in the room with for the drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, where, like, what's going on? We need to, we need to go to the therapist. Even though it seems like an improvement, I'd be like, this is too much of a change. Are you okay? They're like, oh, I'm glad he decided to dress up today. What What would have been it? Why? Why would he do that? <laughs> like, check on your son. Um, so that would be it. And then also, like, when he got the concussion and they were just looking at him like, oh, you good? Like, <laughs> Ask him, do he know where he's at? <laughs> what? Why can't you ask me? Like, you looking at him. You not, like, he's waking up to you being like, you there? Instead of, like, no hugs. No, like, nope. It was just very upset. Mind you, they they didn't like they didn't see him fall out like he's like in the hospital or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. like I don't know. It, that, they're the MVP just because they're the least they're the least bothersome of the whole franchise. <laughs> uh so we had to recast this movie. Who we? <laughs> all right, let's start with Bobby. Who we recasting with Bobby to today? Day? Yeah, today. Oh, we all got to agree on one person. Um, what what uh oh what what's um uh the boy from um that played the son on Blackish, the oldest one. I can't remember his name. The light skin boy. Yeah. Okay, him. I don't know his name either, but everyone knows who's talking about. Yeah, but I say I say he could he he could be Bobby. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, that might be good for him because there's a villain twist to Bobby. And it would be good for that boy to get some, you know, like we saw him grow up on Blackish, but it would be like a villain. You know, everybody got to play a villain once. So. Can, can I tell y'all somebody? And he may be a little bit too old, but I could definitely see Donald Glover playing that character. 
<laughs> I definitely can. Well, wasn't he basically the villain in Atlanta? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you look at that, that's, that's a whole nother can of worms there. But yeah, I can say Danica. Yeah, I didn't see Donald Glover being Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can you really put it like that? At this point, at this point in time, yeah, you, you can be cold with it. Just... Handlebar mustache, yeah, keep all of that. <sighs> same, same woman, cast the same woman as a wife, you still do it. Like, see that? Um, Listen. And, and okay, I have a no. Coleman would be Delroy Lindo. Oh no. <laughs> 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 no, yes, no. y'all can you, I, either help with Keith David. Then which one you want? Well, no, no, Keith no, because he has to be a weirdo. Like it has, he has to really be weird. Like, I can see Keith David doing that stretching and shit like that. No, Keith David has played weird. As yeah, do they, have, do they have the range? Absolutely, but it's like he's <sighs> weird in like a stunt kind of way. I don't know, I, but you know what? Everybody can have. Uh, <laughs> If you want to go in that route, I think it's Terry Crews. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Unfortunately, don't like really talking about him, but that's a that that's a good one. Yeah. I definitely yeah, can see him doing. He, he would fit that. He he definitely. I don't think he's like a hero, really. He I don't really care about the character, so that's why. Um, I, okay, I want to tell you who my okay. So with my Terry Crews, you want to know who my Bobby would be? Who? Gonna... Who? <laughs> who? Jesse Smollett. Huh? Oh, oh my God. What'd you say? <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Oh my God. What is wrong with you today? <laughs> you can't see it. Terrence Howard have to be cold. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, man. <laughs> I ain't retired yet, man. You out oh, here. You right, do... man. You Actually, you know what? Terrence Howard is cold. I can see it. Him just being mad at young kids and shit. Hey, what y'all doing? If you want? I told y'all this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Take everybody on Empire and cast them into the pre- remake, and we write it from wrong. All right. So let's get it straight. We got Juicy as Bobby, Juicy Smollett as Bobby. We got Terrence Howard as Coleman. Yes. And who would be uh, Dinger? Who would be the best friend? Well, that it would be. Well, if we if we did Empire, be the brother, but um, who could it be outside of Empire? Outside of Empire. Let's see. Um. Well, oh, I mean, since we kind of aging him up somewhere, I mean, Lakeith Stanfield. Nah, I, he, I think he could be Joe. He definitely could be Joe. The more and more I hear about him, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, definitely Atlanta. Joe. But then again, Atlanta was a dream. So, so we got all right. We got to find Dinger. Somebody who could be Dinger. Let me think. This is gonna be easy. Somebody that look like they'd be a juicy, a juicy friend. Well, hard these days. Um. Oh, buddy from um, 
Abbott. Greg. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Tyler, Tyler James? Yeah, Tyler James. I don't, yes and no. Could he do it? Sure. But I, they are doing, picture them two next to each other. I see it. Okay. Um, I, I feel like we could, because it, it has to be somebody who's really, it has to be somebody who you're looking at like, that should be the lead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole time you're like, why is he not the lead? Um, hmm. Um, buddy from BMF, Lil Meek. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could see like he could play that role, that young kind of that youngish role. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I think you broke Chanel. I think I did. You good over there? It just, it just hits home because you know that's like a deep break story, and it just mm. it's. He, his acting, <laughs> he's, he's one of those acts. First of all, that spot on, he would be in this remake. Second mm. of all, he's one of those people who at first you were like, oh, you can act, that's great. And then you were like, okay, wait. Um, we might have got too excited <laughs> at the beginning. He's one of those people who just talk at. And there's another, there's an actress who also does this. And I would never say out loud, um, I thought she talked actually because she's beloved, but he's one of those actors. Little Meech is a great answer. Little Meech on, on crutches or a moto scooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, who? Okay, well, who would be uh, Laney? Laney? Yeah. Oh, because I ain't gonna hold y'all, and I already told you this. Uh, little Jeff had a little crush on that uh white girl in this movie. I I ain't know no better. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I see it. I, see I ain't it. know no better. Um, I, I looked her up and I did not realize that she played the deputy in Lake Placid that Oliver Platt was all yes I, I, I wouldn't nah, I am not even going to say her name I'm not, nope somebody who could play young or youngish uh, no I don't know why coming back to damn uh, blackish but um, the, the girl that played the daughter See, I don't watch that show, so I don't, I don't really know. Um, there, I mean, there's so many little starlets. I feel like it would be a Marcy Martin or like a um, oh, uh, a China. Uh-huh. I know. Uh, um, well, she's well, she's in the screen movies now. Um, because she plays the twin with um, with uh, Cooper Gooden's son. I uh, can't remember her name though, but I think she she could probably pull off Lainey. I have to look. Hold, on, I gotta look her up. No, who are you talking about? She black? Yes, yeah, yeah, she black. Or is she black-ish? No, <laughs> no, she, <laughs> <laughs> no, she is black though. Uh, I was about to say Zaji Beats, but no. She's a little bit older. A little bit older. Well, you, um, yeah, I think that there's so many. There's a lot of people because. That character could act, could actually like elevate the quality of the show, um, I mean of the movie, and I just I just see a woman in that role being a breakout star and making everybody else look silly. That so that could be anybody. That, that I got it. I got it, y'all. I got it. Ooh. Zoe. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe. But she. Well, shit. 
She can play young. She still. Yeah, she she can play young, but I mean, but we all know how old she is. Though, so. I'm gonna say this: she's a good actress, but I would only cast her in the bad cast. If that makes sense. I, I would Oof. like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not explaining for now. It's just she would have to be with Jesse. At, um, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad that we put Juicy Small in the movie tonight. Pretty much, Tubi gonna lock it down pretty soon. If you're listening to Tubi, that's the one y'all need to redo. He did to himself, but I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, shoot, everybody else getting second chance, but put my man in the straight to a straight to uh, Roku. Oh no! I got it! I got it, y'all! I got it! I got it! Um, and I want to get her name. I do not want to mess up her name because it's on the tip of my tongue. But I'm gonna look it up first. Uh, shorty that played um, Ironheart in Wakanda Forever, Dominique Thorne. Yep. Yeah, 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 I can see I and her. But I don't see her and uh Juicy having Juicy, chemistry no, no, though. Oh no, hell no. Yeah, you gotta... there, we have a we have a bootleg cast and we have a reaction <laughs> to the to the hey, award show cast. She's in the she's in the good And now that I think about it. Joe if it, if this was in the, a little more an adult movie and they did it in the adult way, uh Joel would be on um, Michael Ealy. <laughs> Don't ask why. If you know, you know. That man, he's good at being a villain. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Joel would be Evan Peter. Oh, God. <sighs> in every iteration. Every iteration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of become his, his thing now. So, yeah. Somebody was like, we need to court mandate a rom-com for this man. Um... So, if I had to ask you, well, Chanel, I know your answer. We already know where you stand. Jay, mm-hmm. would you say folks need to watch this movie or not watch this movie? I would say that this movie deserves at least one watch. Oh, okay. At least at least one. Just, just, just to see, like, <laughs> you know... Just, it, it, I mean, the movie is a mess. I mean, there's no denying that it is a complete mess. Yeah. But, but it has its moments, and I, I mean, like you said earlier, like that scene when when Feldman comes breaking through the window <laughs> and cut his hand. Yeah, that was the best acting scene. Wake up. I mean, because he, because that's that's Coleman thinking like, no, my wife is my wife is gone. Yeah, like, pretty much. No. He's like, no, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like over, it's over dramatic. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like this man really did love his wife and would do anything to get her back. True. So, yeah, I mean, so like I say, the movie does have its moments, and I mean, just just for the the '80s nonsense that you get in this movie, and yeah, I mean, it's a it's a funny watch. I, I would give it that. You know what? It I, is too long. I'm gonna tell you something, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. I think whoever chopped this movie down is doing a lot of coke. A lot of fucking coke. 
let me let me let me see. And it didn't get <laughs> it didn't get chopped up into uh, the correct vision because if they shot a three plus hour movie, I believe there's at least a decent film in there somewhere. Yeah, they just didn't edit it right. Yeah, they just didn't edit it right. It's just kind of like wonky. Um, the editor name is Russell Livingston. No, Livingstone. Livingstone. And let's see, what other movies has this person worked? Yeah, please tell me he's done some better movies so I can take back what I just said. Wait a minute. He actually, he was actually in the movie. He's the neighbor next door, the one that was flashing the um, flashlight all in Bobby's face. Like, who the hell are you? Oh, shit. Okay. So you never get to see his face, really. Um... Let's see. He worked on. Uh, let's see. Going back. Let me go back. Oh wow. Oh wow. Um. Well, he got some Playboy credits here. Uh. <laughs> all right. So I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. Yeah. This. This. This movie was just edited right. bad, Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> it was just edited bad. It's, there was a good film somewhere, and it just didn't get out there. I said, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, he 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 did some stuff. He edited some stuff. Yeah, now now everything's making a little more sense now. Uh, uh, but this is years after uh, Dream a Little Dream. Ah, right? uh, well, you see what happened, didn't you? Oh, you the one who edited that Dream a Little Dream, huh? Ah. Right about it, he actually he did some episodes. He edited some episodes of the Dukes of Hazard. Okay, I ain't mad so at how that. You go from Dukes of Hazard to to Dream a Little Dream to the by the time you get to the nineties, you editing damn Playboy Centerfold videos. Yeah, I mean shit, you got to work. Right here and I mean, what's the effort? Dream a Little Dream was a big like what? They're the same same value to me, but it is hard out here. Like everybody's not a Spielberg. Ah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. everybody got to get that cut and do do what you do. All right. So, dream a little dream. What I will say is, what I remember when I was younger is not what I saw as an adult. And it's just like, if you want to watch it, if you were a Corey Haim, Corey Feldman connoisseur, go ahead and watch it. Um, but if you wasn't, if you know nothing about them, no, stay away from this movie. This movie was bad, meaning bad. Oof. It was not made bad, meaning good. And I think we all can agree on that. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Um, like I said earlier, yes, it is a. I say people should watch it just one time, but yeah, it is a bad movie, and mainly because of how it's edited. The like, it, it probably is a decent movie in here. Somewhere. Gotta be, gotta be three plus hours you filmed. It's gotta be something there. But they just said, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna take all this out. Hey, that that kind of explains. Ah, it don't matter. Just take it all out. <laughs> you know that's what somebody said. Take that shit. Out. This would be such a good lifetime movie, right? I was just about to say that this is a TV movie. Yeah, it would kick it into gear for in like you know with some commercials. And again, if they just took out all the sassafras in the beginning and just made it like boom, these kids are running. If you literally open with Laney slapping that boy. Corey and Corey, Corey being like, haha, like if they made it joking, like Corey, um, I don't know, Corey Haynes tells a joke about Laney to Feldman and Feldman runs away, like, oh, forgive you, man. And they run into each other and at the same time, 
then they cut to the to the ritual and then they go to the dream state and then they explain what happened and then we have the move like boom 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 we would just have shaved off an hour hollywood you hear you hear her hollywood uh like there it is right there you you don't do all this heavy explaining in the first 30 minutes you can make people fall asleep uh we had words scrolling on a screen or a man in front of a fireplace with a book that would have been fine they didn't have explaining they had cutscene 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 back to the school back to the house back like they cut they cut us to death pretty much and somehow this movie got a sequel you want to read the synopsis of the sequel please read the synopsis <laughs> for everybody please read the synopsis to everybody <laughs> all right so it's so okay so this is for the sequel Dinger and Bobby's adventures start when a pair of magical sunglass sunglasses arrive at the door. Their mundane lives in LA get a crazy twist, but soon enough, they've got thugs on their trail who want the valuable pair for themselves. Under hot pursuit, it's one crazy antic after another as the troublesome twosome scramble to keep their hot commodity out of the wrong hands. So we... We we just got glasses now. That's the fuck we was dreaming. Now we got glasses. <laughs> they live glasses around here, uh, and they are the only two that return from the original <laughs> movie. <laughs> well, well, um, yeah. <laughs> Jason Rubens and Piper Lawrence said, "No, nah, we good." Fuck out of here with that shit. We did it one time. We ain't doing it again. Meredith Slash just said, nope. Uh, no, I'm like, too. that's a wild transition from the original. Magical sunglasses? Yes. That, but you know, magical sunglasses is better than, uh, what was it, tr- uh, this dance or whatever they were doing. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean that damn, um, what was that? Um, Yoga. Justin, no, um, Justin Timberlake and Sierra video dance. Oh, good they Lord. Nonsense they were doing in the gym. Like, what is this? Strip tease? Like, what are y'all doing? Y'all in high school? Like, what, what is this? So, needless to say, folks, we did not enjoy ourselves like we did. It was blown away. <laughs> but, as I was talking to Jay, I feel like a trilogy. We're going to do one more Corey Haim, Corey Feldman movie. And I feel like, Chanel, you're going to find this movie for us to do, or either you would choose. Because we could go straight for the top and do uh, License to Drive, or we could do uh, Lost Boys. I'll let you pick. I was fully prepared to come in here and tell y'all I would never do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll just stay off boys. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to wrap up the Corys with Lost Boys. And that's fair because I feel like that while we had fun with Blown Away, we didn't have fun with uh uh shit what's this called again dream a little dream i feel like lost boys and license to drive were the peak movies and the movies that you know we should honor because they did have a run and they did push out two or three good movies here there so i want to really respect them and for the stuff you know for what they did or whatever um you know all the jokes aside you know they working they were working out here i know how it is so i guess lost boys it is I mean, we don't even have to guess what that is. That's that's good. <laughs> so that would be a you know good movie we'll be watching. So don't know when it's gonna happen, but we'll keep y'all updated. We don't rush here. 
Uh, before we sign off, being that folks haven't heard from the Bad Man and Bad crew in a couple of months, anything y'all got going on, y'all can talk about or whatever and stuff like that. Jay, you can start first. Uh, well, I mean, um, for any of your listeners, uh, they've probably heard you over on Movie Talk here in um, December where we did the Godfather movies uh, from last year. And then you came back in January here as I was doing Robert De Niro month and we did a midnight run. Hmm. Um, so that's over with, but going into February, it's going to be a Foxy Brown month, Pam Grier herself. Oh, a black history month. <laughs> yeah. Some black history month doing some Pam Grier movies. Yes. So that's what I'm gonna have going on for the month of February. All right. All right. Chanel. That sounds dope. Um, I really enjoyed podcasting with Brandon, also part of the game for um, the Return of Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon uh, last year. So we have been chatting about trying to bring it back soon for one of the HBO shows. We'll definitely be um, podcasting for Succession, but not sure what to do in the meantime. Uh, so just asking people to please follow on the socials at Chanel Creating. Um, and definitely go to youtube.com slash actional creating because I'm trying to grow my subscribers there. That'll be that'll be it for now. All right, all right. Um, y'all already know if you're listening to me, shit, you already know what to do. Just follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter. Uh, I keep y'all updated on things that's happening here because pretty soon we are going to start. If I can ever figure out this OBS nonsense, videos will be popping pretty soon. Um, and that's a good thing. And let's just say I am blessed to be on another episode with you guys. And I want to thank y'all for setting some time to do this episode. I appreciate you both dearly. Thank you. Yeah, same. Of course. Yep. So until next month, uh, y'all are here, Jay. Jay, what you got for the folks next month? Oh, next month, I will be doing nothing but trouble starring Chevy Chase, uh, Demi Moore. Dan Aykroyd, um, and some dude shows up for like two seconds. Uh, I think we all probably heard of him. Name Tupac. He shows up in that movie for like two seconds. So yeah, that's oh, that is that is the February bad meaning bad episode. You know that's I, I've always watched that movie and I always watched that movie and I was just like, I don't know if I like this movie or hate this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's similar to Dream a Little Dream. I don't think it knows exactly what it is supposed to be. I, I just, I don't, I never know. Because I'm just like, I feel like when I was younger, I did like it. But then somewhere I was just like, ew, I don't know if I like this anymore. <laughs> Plus, this is, this is Chevy Chase after his run. So Yeah, kind of like running on fumes. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. as, as Chanel know, uh, you know, Christmas vacation was that was that was like the end of his run, and then we get to the nineties, and it's like, ugh. yes. Thanks, hard on here, y'all. <laughs> we go. Uh, we go side it out here. Uh, till next month, JB up next. None but trouble. We are out of here. Peace. Recording stopped.